Sounding. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Peace and grace. How are you once again on this fine, fine Saturday, October 21st, 2023. I'm Rochelle Wilson, and thank you once again for chiming in to this edition of Make Some Intelligent Noise, the movement that advocates for equal and systemic justice across the board for all people, black, brown, and golden. I'm Rochelle Wilson, and I'm delighted to be in your presence once again. I cannot say thank you enough. So I want to bring a couple of different little one, two, threes to your attention. Uh, some of you may have been familiar uh, that on Thursday, October 19th at 6 o'clock p.m., City Council, the Wilmington City Council and all of its representatives uh, and a host of constituents, uh, folks from the community showed up for the meeting. The meeting was about lifting the residency ordinance. Uh, there is currently an ordinance that says if you, if you live in the city of Wilmington, you can work in the city of Wilmington. If you do not live in the city of Wilmington, uh, you, it's not as good for you to get a job to work in the city. You must live in the city to work certain government jobs in the city. All right. Government type jobs, city, state jobs, state jobs, not elected officials. That's a mandatory. You must be a resident of the state to which you want to uh, govern. All right. From the governor all the way to our city council representatives, you've got to live in that state or in that particular district. However, if you want a city or state job, you also, it is required that you live in the city. So they are attempting to lift that ordinance and change it so that people from outside of the city of Wilmington are welcome to come in and apply for the jobs if they're qualified to do the jobs. So on Thursday, uh, obviously, as the as the president for the Civic Association, we are rebirthing it. It's been laying dead and dormant for six years because of inactivity and lack of community participation. So now a group of people and myself, we are bringing it back to life. As the president of the Civic Association, it is my responsibility, one of many, that I must be there the third Thursday of every single month in order to 
you know, to rebirth this civic association for our community. All right. So when I left that meeting, I dashed over to the city county building, the Lewis Redding building, and into the meeting I went. I looked a whole hot mess, I assure you. Uh, you know, I just looked like rags to riches. So I had absolutely no intention to do anything outside of listen and pay attention to what was going on. What was being said? What's the big fight about? Right. Why can't people from other districts or locations? Why can't they have city jobs? I didn't understand. And then uh, I ran into my dear friend, Brandon Fletcher. Uh, what an amazing comrade he is, an amazing advocate. And he is running uh, for, if I'm not mistaken, he wants to be a state representative. And so we're going to get Brandon here to talk about that and to answer the question, what qualifies you to be a Delaware state representative? But in the interim, uh, so Brandon and I are sitting together. We're going back and forth about the lifting of the bill. What's wrong? Why not? How come? Let them. What's the problem? I got fired up. And so Brandon suggested that I make a comment because of the comments that I was making to him. So I, I put my name on the paper and I decided that I would make a brief comment well, ladies and gentlemen, I've got to tell you, the two people on the paper who were supposed to speak prior to myself, uh, they did not answer the call. And so I was the first person at the podium uh, for public comment. I said what I said. Uh, and I was respectful. I made a little humor about it, you know, but I was really very, very serious uh, about what it is that I was saying. And apparently it was the people uh, in the audience and some of our elected officials are representatives for city council who were smiling at me and applauding me for my two cents in the cookie jar. So uh, I'm, I'm here today just to tell you it was passionate. When I stepped off of that podium and went back to my seat, uh, other people began to sign the paper. They were called forth with public comment and people were passionate, passionate. Can I tell you passionate? We had some folks who stepped up to that podium and made it very clear they made it very clear to the city council representatives who were supporting the bill and to the person who has sponsored the bill, which is Representative Al Mills. He was selected to the at-large position for the city of Wilmington. And uh, I got to tell you, there were several people who stood up at that podium and made it very, very clear. If you support the lifting of the residency bill for the city of Wilmington, you will not be sitting in your seat next term. People were passionate. They were hot. And they meant every single word of it because I was sitting in the audience when I sat back down. I was sitting in the audience and was privy to hear the information and the chatter, the whispers amongst the people in the audience. They were fired up and they met every word they said. So I got to tell you, uh, if, if folks on city council continue to push and move forward 
with the lifting of the residency bill, there will be some vacant city council seats next term. Of this, I am completely convinced. I am completely convinced that these folks, these constituents are really very serious. They're going to get them out of those seats. And that would include, um, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember off the top of my head, every single person that sponsored, that was uh, supportive of the bill. But from the recollection, it was Al Mills that put it on the floor, put it on the table. He was the one that brought the bill uh, or the piece of legislation uh, for the amendment or the addendum to city council. And the support came from Maria Cabrera. Uh, it came from James Spadola. It came from Chris Johnson. It came from L. Gray, if I'm not mistaken, that's Linda Gray. Uh, and I believe there's two other names there that I am remiss in mentioning. But let me suggest to you, ladies and gentlemen, if you live in the city of Wilmington and you know your council representative, if you are opposing the lift on the residency bill, please contact your city council representative and let them know where you stand. Let them know that you do not want to lift the residency bill, but that you want to keep it in place. If you if you work in Wilmington, you've got to live in Wilmington. Now, that does not mean that, you know, I don't see things from both perspectives. I see the advantages as well as the tough disadvantages of folks living or not living in the city of Wilmington. Right. And why they would want to lift this residency. Uh, one of the things I, I took it upon myself to go into the uh, website for the city of Wilmington, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and it was a part of my public comment, there are 2,600 jobs available right now. Right now, there are 2,600 available employment positions in the city of Wilmington. The Department of Labor, if you go to their website, you will find many of those job listings there. There's no excuse for people to be unemployed in the city of Wilmington with 2,600 jobs and 70,000 residents, most of which are working, but I'm sure we can fill 2,600 uh, job positions. And so, uh, but the city of Wilmington in particular, the actual government or city-state jobs, they're only looking to fill 92 positions. So out of 2,600 uh, jobs to be filled, 70,000 people, you only need 92 job positions to be filled. Surely we can come up with 92 people in the city of Wilmington who are qualified to do city jobs. I feel very confident that there are 92 people in the city of Wilmington who can fill those job positions. I, I believe that. I trust that in everything in my heart. But I do see, uh, you know, both sides of the coin. If people in Wilmington are not showing up in order to apply for these jobs, so many folks have decided to start their own business post-COVID. 
you know, we were locked down. We had to find something to do. So people started their own business. And then a lot of people work from home, working remotely. Well, they kept that option. So, you know, if, if you can't work from home, some people are just not applying for the jobs. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, we've got to fill them. They are important to fill. And if the city of Wilmington residents will not step up to the plate to fill these 92 positions and beyond the whole 2,600 positions that are now available, why would we close off the door and not allow other people who are ready to fill out those applications and take on those jobs just because they live in Newcastle or uh, Odessa or Middletown or Claymont, why not allow them the opportunity to apply for the jobs? Let them work. Let them work. Even if they don't live in the city, but they're willing to do the city jobs. We can't have it both ways. It's got to, you know, there's got to be a little give and take here somewhere. One thing that was suggested, and I, I strongly agree with this, give the residents, the city of Wilmington residents, first option for these jobs. Give us first option for these jobs. And if, if no one is going to fill them, we're not qualified, we're not stepping up to the plate, then you got to let the folks in Claymont and Bear and wherever else, you know, Newark, let them, let them work. We've got to fill the positions. That's the bottom line. Fill 92 job positions. I can't stress that enough. So where are my 92 people who will step up to the plate, who live in the city of Wilmington, come forth and fill the job position? I know you're qualified. I know there's 92 qualified people to come and do these jobs. Now, some of them are, you know, they're not sitting behind a desk job. Uh, I, I went onto the website and uh, to look for what jobs were available. And I got to tell you, I actually found some uh, that I was personally interested in, uh, which was a part of my, you know, comment, my public comment. I live in the city of Wilmington and I'm awesome. I would love to work for the city of Wilmington. Train me, teach me how to do the job, hire me and let me do the job. So they have uh, just a couple of just going to name a couple. So they have a maintenance mechanic. They have labor and employee relations specialist, which I really like that one a lot. Um, they have an equipment operator, assistant city solicitor. We've got a planner, a city planner, school crossing guard. We have a uh, technical maintenance mechanic, transportation engineer, tree climber, <clears throat> pardon me, and a foreman. Uh, we've got a water quality lab supervisor. Uh, we have... For the city of Wilmington, uh, trash and garbage disposal jobs. There are jobs available for every single type of personality. If you, if you want to apply for one of these jobs, I've posted it on my Facebook link. Facebook. 
but I've got to tell you, all you have to do is type into your tablet, your laptop, your cellular device, tap in there, City of Wilmington Jobs, and the entire website will come up. It's as easy as pie. And of course, the Department of Labor, Depart Delaware Department of Labor, joblink.com, whatever, pull it up, Google it, pull it up, and look at 2,600 jobs that needs to be filled. Christmas is coming, ladies and gentlemen. Get up off your laurels and let's get to work. Let's go to work. There's no excuse. Uh, one of the things that I thought was really interesting that I really hope someone will apply for immediately is the Department of Real Estate and Housing. They need someone in the Department of Real Estate and Housing. And I don't know every single uh, qualification that you need in order to work in that particular position. But I am telling you now, the development specialist, uh, senior rehab specialist, we're talking about $58,000 a year. That's not so bad. And they need to fill that immediately. And you will have quite a bit of say-so. Uh, your opinion, your voice matters in all things real estate and housing when we're dealing with a land bank full of housing and, and a population of homelessness, unhoused Americans here in the state of Delaware, surely we can do something about that. So somebody please take that position and help us get these land bank houses uh, feeding off of the, or dovetailing off of the comment uh, for Velda Jones Potter We've got a land bank full of housing. So if people live outside of the city of Wilmington uh, and they need to get into the city in order to work here, but housing is so expensive. One young lady expressed to me a one bedroom apartment was $2,000 a month. Now it is a gated community for security and that's, that's, that, that ups the ante. But $2,000 a month for a single one-bedroom apartment? Really? Who does that? I guess that's just the way it is right now. The cost of living, inflation, whatever, recession, I don't know. What I do know is there are houses here available that if you allow somebody to, to get into them, Give them one of the houses from the land bank. Let them go to the bank, get a $50,000 loan to fix it up. Now they're a resident of the city. And we've gotten rid of one of these vacant properties. So it's a win-win solution. But people have to get up off their laurels and make it happen. There is no excuse for us to have the population of homelessness that we have when we have vacant houses all over this city. All they need is a little fixing up. As my mother would have said, a little loving, tender care. A little loving, tender care. A house is ready to be a home to anyone who's got a heart for a home. If that makes any sense to you, figure that statement out. So... Abandoned houses, homelessness, uh, it just seems to make logical sense to me. It's not rocket science. You don't need a degree to figure it out. 
houses, empty houses, land bank houses, and homeless, unhoused people, and people who are ready to come in and live in the city of Wilmington, but can't find affordable housing. It's available, but people have to get up off of their laurels, and that's me being nice. <laughs> Get up off your laurels and make it happen. Stop making excuses. But I will tell you one thing. There were a number of comments that was made at the city council on October 19th, Thursday, October 19th. There was a plethora of people who have de decided and agreed that Mayor Michael Przicki wants to leave this city bankrupt before he steps out of his seat as mayor. I don't really have a verbal comment that I'm going to leave with that. I strongly suggest that if you have a comment for that, please let me know. But at least seven to ten people stood up at the public comment podium and made it very clear the city is in the condition that it's in because Mayor Michael Przicki has created this situation. He has built up the riverfront, uh, you know, and, and doing all other sorts of construction. Thank God there's some work being done over on the east side. Uh, many of the old raggedy, rickety, raggedy houses over there are now being renovated, fixed up. Uh, some are for sale. Some will be for rent right here in the city. And we give thanks for that. We're thankful that he built up the riverfront. But see, Mayor Michael Przicki is a businessman. He has a business mind. I can't say whether he is or is not for the people. But I can tell you he is about bringing in money to the city and building up the riverfront is money. It's money, ladies and gentlemen. It's revenue right here in the city of Wilmington. And he's, he just builds everything and he partners with everybody. All of the construction, uh, the big name construction uh, corporations, he, he partners with them. He likes to build. I'm sure he had a, a box of Legos when he was a child, but he's a businessman. Does that mean that he cares about the people and the constituents? I don't have an answer for that. You, the people, must answer that question. But I'm thankful that he built it up because it does mean money into the city. People from surrounding states come in just to visit our riverfront. They stay at our hotels. They eat at our restaurants. That's money for us. That makes life and the quality of life better for us here in the city. So I'm, I'm not mad about building up the riverfront. But I'd like to see some of these vacant houses built up. I'd like to see some more positive homes being built and fixed up over on the west side and over on the north side. Not as many vacant homes over there, but we've got a couple that need to be fixed up. Now that I'm president of the 2500 Civic Association... More information comes to me and I'm becoming more aware of what's really going on. And we've got some vacant properties over on the 2500 uh, Civic Association in the 2nd District. But I can tell you my council representative, Shanae Darby, she's, honey, she's boots on ground and she's working it out. 
as best as she can when you deal with city council and you can't make decisions by yourself. You got to agree with everybody else at the table, right? And that's not always easy to do when you've got 10, 12 people sitting at the table. Can you imagine trying to get everybody to agree? But she's working on it. So we're trying to do something about those abandoned buildings and houses over on uh, Market Street, uh, further down Washington Street, all of that. We've got houses, we've got properties that just need to be fixed up. They need repair and they will be excellent, right? So I don't know what your thoughts are about Mayor Przicki. I would love to see him do a little bit more in our black and brown communities in terms of his building. In terms of building, love to see him do more. But I am thankful for what he has done with the riverfront. But ladies and gentlemen, another question that came to pass. And it's so interesting. I thought to myself, either I'm a leader and people are listening to me or... I, people of great minds, think alike. Because they were asking the question that I've asked weeks ago. When I found out that Governor, Governor John Carney, will be throwing his hat into the race for the mayoral seat, I could not figure out for me who in the world does that. Who steps down from the highest seat of authority in the state to become the mayor? You step down from governor to become the mayor. What is that all about? Somebody at public comment made mention that Perzicki and Carney are good old boys. They're buddies. And Perzicki wants Carney to finish off what he started. So it's kind of like a buddy buddy system. I can't finish because I'm not going to run again. So. You run and finish what I started. Now, how is that going to look if John Carney truly puts his hat in the ring to be the next mayor for the city of Wilmington? Obviously, he's going to be running against Mrs. Velda Jones Potter, African-American, beautiful black woman. She's black and she's a woman. All right. And we know how some police uh, people feel about that because the mayor also is the, you know, head of the police. That's who kind of runs the police department for the city, whoever the mayor is. And I've asked Mrs. Velda Jones Potter, how are you going to deal with that with the city of Wilmington Police Department not wanting to give you your due respect? First, because you're black. Second, because you're a woman. And you know what people think about black and women. How are you going to overcome that? How are you going to get beyond that? And you know what? I'm going to let her answer that question when she comes in for her interview. And I will allow her to answer that herself. But if I'm not mistaken, the answer that she gave me was, I'm going to follow the law. No one can, you can't, you got to follow the law. You can't argue against that. If it's the law and it's written down and this is how we're supposed to conduct our business of the day, then that's how we're going to do it. And I really respect Mrs. Velda Jones Potter for that. So, uh, but we'll see what kind of race will that look like. John Carney, 
former governor running for mayor in opposition to Mrs. Velda Jones Potter. I assure you it will be an interesting, uh, those will be some interesting broadcasts. <laughs> I've got some interesting broadcasts for that moving forward. So that's what happened on Thursday at the city council uh, meeting. Again, if you are a resident of the city of Wilmington, please reach out to your council representative for your particular district and let them know what do you think? Do you support it or oppose it? Should we allow people from outside of the city to come into the city and take the jobs of the city? If the people of the city are not applying for the jobs or they just won't get off their laurels and come and do the work, how are we going to fill those positions? You've got to make up your own mind. You've got to make a decision and stick to it, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm telling you right now, uh, there are some really passionate constituents, community members who are threatening. And I think they mean it. I don't think they're joking. They really mean it. If they pass this lift on residency, this ordinance that mandates you must live in the city to work in the city, if they if they lift that, I have a feeling there are going to be some empty city council seats next term. I really think so. I, I, I really believe they're telling the truth about that. But we'll have to find out and see for ourselves as we move forward, right? as we move forward. So uh, moving on from there, I wanted to share one other thing with you. Not going to hold you very long today. But there is a report. And if you just give me a moment, I want to try to bring it up. I should have had it on my phone. Uh, but actually, I'm using my phone. And uh, what is that? Hey, Matthew Morris, peace and grace. Give me one what, honey? What you want? Peace and grace, Sharon Stokes. <laughs> I love it. He's got me on the radio on the Open Streets block party. I love you, Matt. Thank you, baby. You're my baby, too. <laughs> Peace and grace to all of my community over there. Uh, over on Baynard and Broom Street. Uh, thank you so much. I love you. I'm Rochelle Wilson. I love you. Northside for life, baby. Northside for life. <laughs> also, um, yes, that's what I'm saying. Give me a city job. Matthew, there must be, it's more than 92. I promise you it's more than 92 jobs that are available, but the 92 are immediate must fill today. Like we need someone in those jobs right away. I'm very interested. Uh, there's one on there, I believe, something to do with a uh, director for youth services. Uh, being a former high school teacher, I would love to do uh, youth services. Uh, it's not a counselor. It's a director of programs. And I can think of 100,000 programs that I would love to initiate with our young people, right? But also very interested in doing some type of a program for our returning citizens are justice impacted returning citizens they need jobs and that's one of the things that I truly believe in my heart mind and soul that if you are willing to train our returning citizens the justice impacted community 
teach them how to do these jobs. And I'm not talking about our sanitation worker jobs. I'm saying like housing and, uh, you know, computers and IT tech. Just because someone went to prison doesn't make them stupid. Do you realize that some of the most intelligent people in the world made a boo-boo, had a bump in the road, had a hiccup, and they went to jail. They went to prison. And we, all of us out here, we're all so big about retribution and retaliation that no one cares about rehabilitation and one of the biggest forms of rehabilitation for our justice-impacted community, ladies and gentlemen, please, let's give them a job. And not just working at McDonald's or sanitation. That's okay to start. But at some point, give them a quality of life job. Let them work. Put them in one of these 92 city Wilmington positions. We have jobs here. Let me just say this. I can think of two returning citizens right now that could be equipment operators, maintenance mechanic. Uh, we've got a financial officer, a, a senior account accountant, billing analyst, a disadvantaged business enterprise analyst, settlement clerk, delinquent accounts uh, agent, account entry clerk, Fiscal operations analyst that we work directly for the mayor's office for that. Fiscal and operations analyst for the mayor's office. If you've got those skills, apply. Apply for the job. And there's so many more. I've got three sheets of paper here <clears throat> that was handed to me and everyone in the audience uh, on Thursday, October 19th, as we sat at the city council meeting. They gave us this list of jobs. And if you go on the website, you're going to find even more than that. But let us please consider our justice impacted returning citizens because they need a chance, an opportunity, not a hand out, but a hand up, just a hand up. Give them a good job. Train them how to do it. Be patient. Train them. Let them get off probation and parole. Delaware has one of the highest rates of recidivism. It's like a revolving door. 77% of every person released from prison is reincarcerated within three years. Usually for some sort of small technical violation. And some of them are bigger. People recommit offenses. But 77%, those are some high numbers. And we've got to change that. And when you give people good jobs, life quality sustaining jobs, they don't want to commit crimes. They don't want to go to jail. So ladies and gentlemen, please let's do better. Let's fill up these vacant houses with people who want to live in the city of Wilmington so they can apply for the jobs. Give our returning citizens jobs that helps them build some of these dilapidated, raggedy homes, rickety, raggedy houses. Give them a little bit of, uh, of, of assistance to stand up on their own two feet, whether they're justice impacted returning citizens 
or just young couples moving into the state of Delaware, into the city of Wilmington to start their lives. Let's help them. This way we create a sense of pride, a sense of Wilmingtonian pride right here. We can do better. And I know we can do better. And now that I'm a part of this, uh, the, the Civic Association, more information is being made privy to me. I'm privy to more information, more statistical data. And that makes me smarter and better. So I know we can do this. Together we can do this. Please, City of Wilmington, City Council representatives, open up the land banks and allow people a little bit of money, just a little something, just a little $5,000 to get it started, to fix up these houses and move into our city. Give our justice impacted community an opportunity to be the construction workers, pay them to fix up these houses. Give them the jobs instead of some of these other big name construction companies. Give it to our little, you know, our, our mom and pop just starting out construction companies. We've got a plethora of talented, qualified, intelligent, amazing people right here in our city. Won't you open up the doors and just give them a chance? Can we please be our brother and sister's keeper and give them a chance? Because when you know better, you can do better. All right. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Um, <laughs> I hear you, Matt. I hear you. Uh, I guess I can say it publicly because you put it out there. You're teetering it on 75,000 plus and you are a formerly convicted felon. Matthew Morris, my baby. Love me some Matthew. Better not say nothing about him. Bad. Because I'll be in my whole feelings about it. My whole feelings. Love me some Matthew Morris. Formerly convicted felon. And he came out. And he got his life right. And he's doing the right things. In order to prosper and grow. And still reach back. And helping the community. That's a bravo. And he's not the only one. There are others who are willing to do that. They don't want to be on the corners anymore, recidivating to go back to jail, doing the same things that they did prior to go back to jail. They don't want to do that. But they will unless we do our part to help them now. And that's my two cents in the cookie jar for today. I'm Rochelle Wilson. God knows I love you. I pray you love yourself and equally as important, you love each other. We are our brother and sister's keeper. What you put out is what you will get back. So put out good love, kindness. Be mindful of the words that you speak out of your mouth about your own life and the life of other people. Karma's real. So be kind. 
Be honest. Be transparent. Tell the truth. And do it with love. All right? Because love is the beauty of the soul. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Until we meet right back here next time, take care of yourselves. And remember that love is the beauty of the soul. Peace and grace.